Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Okay, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. We are back after the holidays, and I'm so excited to jump into this new year with all of you. Thank you so much for following the program over the last couple years. It's been an incredible adventure exploring the hope-filled designs of the kingdom of God and helping you all recover the dignity and mission of your vocation. As we kick off this new season, I'm so excited to see what God is going to do in and through his people, through you. The times we live in seem to be dark and often hopeless on the surface, but as the scripture says in Proverbs 21.30, there is no wisdom, no insight, and no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Keep that in mind. Here's what God says about the future, about what we are looking forward to, what we are anticipating. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's a hopeful perspective. We've got to keep that in mind. Keep the truths of Scripture in mind and don't get bogged down in the dark times and the dark mess that's all around us. That stuff, not from God. That stuff that opposes God doesn't matter. Nothing that is leveled against the Lord is going to stand. So as we move forward into this new year, I wanted to remind us all that no matter what business we are in, what career field or calling We're all ultimately called to co-labor with our Father God in the family business. And that family business is the business of the kingdom. The business of the kingdom is all about hope and redemption. We all have a standing order to redeem the people, places, and spaces that God has given us responsibility for in our Metron, in our sphere of responsibility. This may seem hard to imagine, but it actually can be done. It actually should be done. I'm not just exhorting you to do this, but I'm actually working to equip you to do this. That's the heart of this program, but also this new training and equipping program that I launched called The Ways of Work. It's a series of e-courses and live trainings and coaching that will equip you and empower you to operate redemptively in and through your work, in and through your vocation. I believe in you and God believes in you and he believes in your business, your organization and the work of your hands. The Lord's designed you and called you to do what you're doing. So let's lean into it and work with all of our heart and all of our might as unto the Lord and not as unto men. You might be asking, how in the world can my work be redemptive? Here's a quote from Andy Crouch. He's a partner for theology and culture at Praxis. So in regards to redemptive business, He makes this descriptive statement. They are aiming to renew culture through acts of creative restoration. Rather than using people to advance their mission, they aim to bless people. And they are led by people who aren't living for themselves or even just satisfied with improving themselves, but people who aim to die to themselves so that something beautiful can happen in the world. I want to exhort you regarding this understanding of redemption in business, in your work. It is a very real part of God's original design for you and for work in general. 
in order to give you a better picture of what this can actually look like, let me share this short talk with you that a friend of mine gave at our recent Northwest Arkansas for the Nations conference. Uh, she presented in my Marketplace Mission track. Her name's Heather Lacey. Heather shared about she and her husband's incredibly impactful, redemptive business work in Thailand. What makes Heather's story so compelling is not that it happened in an exotic location or in a place that seems desperately needy, though it definitely is desperately needy. The power behind her story as a redemptive business entrepreneur is that she saw the world around her through a redemptive lens, and she acted on that. She found her redemptive kingdom edge as she built her business. You may be in Thailand or you may be in Alabama. The location is not important. What matters is the lens that you use to view your vocation. How do you view your work? How do you view your metron? How do you view the world around you? What are you actually looking for as you build, as you work out your entrepreneurial ideas? You know, few are called to be what we would consider maybe a traditional missionary. That may seem abstract for somebody in the work world or in business, but all of us are instructed to be on mission in our metrons. Let's go into this new year confident and inspired about the kingdom of God and lean into our redemptive role in the mission of God. This is one of the clearest and most compelling examples of what can happen in and through your work when you truly co-labor with God. So here's Heather's talk. I know it will inspire you and compel you the same way that it did for me and many, many other people in the body of Christ. Okay, so the next person I want to invite up is Heather Lacey. So come on up, Heather. Um, Heather's a rock star. She has a great story. Uh, of her impact. She speaks fluent Thai. Is this correct? So yeah, one of the few people that I know that speaks Thai. Um, and she has an incredible testimony. And I want you guys to hear what it means to, for someone to lead a redemptive business effort and to do that successfully and you see the societal impact that can happen. So go for it, Heather. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. My name's Heather. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of Breathe Essential Oils in Thailand. Um, the company I work for right now is Beautiful Feet. I'm the director of mobilization. Um, our director is here. He's the big white, the white beard. You can't miss him if you want to talk to him later after the session. Um, but I'm here today just to talk about what is business's mission. What does it mean to combine your work with the gospel? In reality, I think the question that we're asking is, what is the gospel? Because if we get to the root of what the gospel is, then is it okay to work a normal job and make disciples? Is that okay to combine those two? Um, the word gospel comes from gospeling. Um, I'm not gonna go too far into that, but the disciples back in the day understood the word gospel as a demonstration and a proclamation, both and. It wasn't just about the afterlife, a proclamation, that were saved from our sins, but it was also a demonstration of the kingdom here and now today. And so when we're making disciples, whatever we are doing, whether it's business, missions, pastor, teacher, homemaker, when you're sharing the gospel, you're missing a crucial part of the gospel if you are not proclaiming and demonstrating, right? Okay, so 
I'm gonna just talk about Breathe for a second. So Breathe is an essential oil company. We had girls, a lot of girls actually came out of trafficking and prostitution into this business. I didn't know that was something that God was gonna open up when we went over there. And now we have girls who are making disciples who are making disciples in Thailand. But I wanna talk about the first time a person unexpected saw us demonstrate the gospel in Thailand. A little bit about Thailand. Culturally, the youngest daughter provides for the entire family. Yeah, you heard me right. The youngest daughter provides for the family in Thailand. It's part of their bad karma. If they were born the youngest, then they have to figure out a way to support their family. Well, what do you do when you're 13 years old and you have to provide for your family? What else is there? You become a prostitute. There's a prostitute in almost every family in Thailand. A lot of people don't know this, but because they have to figure out a way to provide for their family. So one day I was making friends with a girl who was going to college. We were making friends, talking about Jesus. You know how it goes. She said, hey, I want to introduce you to my younger sister. Great, awesome. I'm getting to meet the family. That's like a missionary's dream, right? Inviting me to the family. So I go and I meet the youngest girl of the family. We actually show up into a bar. My friend takes me to the bar that her younger sister is working at. When we talk about getting uncomfortable in an unreached place, boy, did God get me uncomfortable really quick. I was in the midst of a bar with a madam who owned the prostitutes, and here I was, making friends. Over time, I started sharing about Breathe and how we have a job if they ever want to change their lives or they want to do something else, we would love to hire them into this business. I made a relationship with a different girl that worked at the bar. She said, Heather, you know, I really want to try to work with you instead of to be a prostitute. But I have to ask the madam, the bar owner, for permission to leave. Will you come with me to have that conversation? <laughs> so we go. And we walk up to the bar owner and she says, hey, I really wanna go work with Heather. And the bar owner says, why? She's just like all the other white people that come into town. She says that she's here and cares about the people of Thailand, she follows Jesus, but she's just gonna leave two weeks later. I said, you know what? I have seen that with people that visit Thailand, yes. They come in for a short amount of time, they proclaim Jesus, and then they leave. I said, I'm different. I really do want to help. And she goes, well, we'll see. She'll just be back. But she let her leave. So we end that conversation, and we go six months later, and all of a sudden, I get a call from the madam. She calls me, and she says, I owe you an apology. I was like, what are you talking about? We were friends at this point. We continued to go hang out at the bar. We have built a relationship. I had no clue what she was talking about. What do you mean? She goes, I owe you an apology. You are different. You do care about people in Thailand. I have a 16-year-old virgin here that wants to be a doctor one day. She can't do that if she works for me. Will you hire her? You betcha. She sent me three more virgins that year because she saw an aspect of the kingdom that she didn't even understand, but she knew it was better than what she could offer those girls. 
That is what it means to demonstrate the gospel, showing people that they can experience the kingdom here and now, right? Thankfully, those girls heard the proclamation after they came and worked from me. doesn't matter what order. Let's don't get caught up in the order. Both are important when we're talking about the gospel, okay? And those girls now are leading Bible studies, planting churches in Thailand. Um, I think I'm probably out of time, but I really appreciate, I, I'm on a panel, I think, today, and this afternoon in Henry Ho's session, and I would love to answer your questions. I know this is just a taste of what we did in Thailand, but I'm really excited to be a part of this and just keep um, sharing about how God can open doors through business as mission. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.